Charles Lewis Jr., a.k.a. Little Chucky, was a member of a gang called the Blackburners. Charles, who was 13 at the time, went with his father, who was 32, and six other adults to the victim's home. The Blackburners organized and planned to go to the house of Shayla Johnson because they believed that her brother was engaged in a marijuana grow under the Michigan Medical Marijuana Act. And they were going to kidnap her in exchange for her telling them where the marijuana plants and the money was. They forcibly entered the home. They took her. They shoved her in the trunk of a car. She fought back, and they shot and killed her. Charles's father is alleged to have been the one who fired the shots that killed her. Charles Lewis Jr. was armed. We do not believe that he fired the fatal shots, but he was certainly aiding and abetting, which it's as good as if he pulled the trigger. Henningham County jury finds a Lansing teenager guilty of murder. Charles Lewis Jr. was found guilty on six counts, including home invasion and assault. Stuart John Dunnings III, Ingham County prosecuting attorney. My name's Deborah LaBelle, and I'm an attorney, and I run a project for the Michigan ACLU called the Juvenile Life Without Parole Initiative. Count one, first degree felony murder, guilty. We were pretty stunned that he was convicted. Count two, home invasion, first degree, breaking and entering, guilty. Immediate emotion for Johnson's mother. We weren't really sure what to expect because he was a juvenile, and we're just thrilled that the jury looked at the facts and not his age. This concept that when the crime involves a murder, that that transmutes a child into adult responsibility is, is just a bizarre one. Lewis now faces a possible sentence of life in prison. My name is R. George Economy. I am the chief probate judge for Ingham County. This kid never had a chance from the day he was born. He has been out on the streets a good deal of the last couple of years of his life. Lewis grew up in a far from ideal family. Several drug raids, parental abandonment, and long-term emotional neglect. His father went to prison shortly after he was born. A mother who's been in and out of prison and jails all the time while he's been growing up. There's a report that his mother, when she was in jail the last time, asked him to try to get bail money for her, and he was walking all over town trying to help at 12 or 13. I mean, what did we really expect to see with this young person? My name is Trisha Lindsay, and I'm the mother of Charles Lewis, Jr. What breaks my heart about it is that he was with his father. His dad comes and says, come on, this is what we're going to do. Where was he going to go? What was he going to say? And his dad, by the way, has a big machine gun. I mean, I mean, really. I thought, and everybody else thought, that his father would say, hey, that's my son. I did it. He didn't have anything to do with it, but he never did. We have seen kids do things just at that age for fear that they're going to be humiliated. He's there. He's a participant. He was in on the crime. And he's going to get charged with a full shot. 13-year-olds, we don't even let them drive a car because we know that their impulse control, their desire for risk-taking behavior is really prominent at that age. And so, of course, we don't treat them as adults by giving them adult responsibilities. We look after them. In the state of Michigan, 18-year-olds can go to war. But if they come back here and they're not 21, they can't have a drink of alcohol. There's some anomalies in the legal system, but given the conduct of some of those people in the havoc they wreak on communities, 
I am not troubled by that anomaly. It is a difficult question for anyone to answer. Should a teenager spend the rest of his life behind bars for murder? Well, it is our top story. I've always said, let's evening. take a look at who little Chucky is, his history, what he did. When I describe that to people, they all say, yeah, of course he should go to prison. And then when I say, well, he's 13, everybody pauses. Today, sentencing began for 15-year-old Charles Lewis Jr. He was 13 years old. Can you rehabilitate the child? What steps are available? What has been done in the past? What was the seriousness of the offense? The culpability of the minor? You must weigh all of these factors. Because Lewis was recognized as an adult in the juvenile court, the judge has three options. Now, the judge could sentence him as a juvenile, at which point he could be held in a youth facility up to the age of 21 which means he would be under the jurisdiction of the court for as long as he's a juvenile, and then he would be released. The judge can sentence him as an adult. If he does that, the judge has no choice as to what the sentence is. It'll be life without possibility of parole. It's mandatory. Or he has a third option, and that is to give him a delayed sentence. Some people call it a blended sentence, in which he is remanded to a secure facility. Send you to a juvenile facility now and see how you do. And when he reaches his 21st birthday, the court will then have another hearing and uh, will determine whether or not he should be incarcerated in the adult system or not. Those testifying Wednesday agree Charles Lewis Jr.'s chances of recovery aren't very good. Raise your right hand, please. You solemnly swear or affirm testimony you're about to give this court is the truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth shall help you. I do. State your name for the record, please. Leonard Vanderjack. Dr. Vanderjack will be recognized as an expert in the field of psychology. State your name for the record, please. Kristen Kirsch, juvenile court officer. By a second grade year, there were numerous reports of abusive language misconduct towards teachers and peers. In second grade, he was absent for 23 days. Third grade, he continued to have suspensions. He was absent for 34 days. 33 formal disciplinary entries. He had a physical assault and had a 48-day suspension. Five physical assaults, 10 disorderly conduct. He had a 26-day suspension for continued insubordination. Five the school. persistent misconduct incidents. He continued to have behavioral problems. Theft abusive language, bullying, and a physical assault on a staff member that led to 180 days expulsion. The prosecution argued Lewis Jr. is a gang member with a long criminal history. James Gill. Sir, you are a detective with the Lansing Police Department. I am. How many police incidents reports have you developed with the defendant since his ninth birthday? At least 19 reports. Assaults, robbery, deliberate destruction of other people's property, theft of items greater than $50 on at least four occasions. Your listeners may not have a true appreciation for the lack of feeling, the ability to wreak havoc, and the violence, and the destruction, and the they just don't care attitude of some of these people. It's a way of life that I think your listeners don't understand and can't believe. My name is Lori Black, and I am the mother of Shayla Johnson, who's the 19-year-old shooting victim. A part of me feels a little sorry for this person because he's had the life that he's had, but I just look at him and I see kind of a soulless person. State your name for the record, please. James Dudzinski. I'm Senior Juvenile Court Officer for Ingham County Circuit Court Family Division. I've always been able to connect at some level with the kids, and there was just no connection with Charles. Is he the only 
juvenile that you've had that experience with, in your opinion? Pretty close to the only, it's, yes. I know that the state wants to paint him as a youthful psychopath. Is the defendant psychopathic and or antisocial? In my opinion, yes. Why do you say that? The absence of empathy. Dealing with other people by navigating and manipulating through society rather than relating to people as one's, if you will, uh, emotional or spiritual brother. Regardless of how he's been failed or who's responsible, he is a psychopath, sociopath, killer. And thus he is a danger to society. What is the prognosis for the defendant, in your opinion? Very poor. Do you believe this defendant, Charles Lewis Jr., is capable of being rehabilitated? Highly unlikely. An Ingham County judge hears a second day of testimony as he considers how to punish a young Lansing teen convicted of murder. And I have to say the feeling in court was completely different from last week. Dr. Thomas Fluent with the Michigan State University took the stand for the defense and painted a very different picture of Charles Lewis Jr. Young uh, men can find themselves in very difficult circumstances, difficult environments, and you start down a particular path and it can end to some pretty awful places. The defense was quick to point out that Lewis grew up in a far from ideal family. And certainly the die is not cast at age 13 uh, for any of us. Testimony revealed Lewis has had problems in youth facilities. That's why the court put him in the county's adult jail more than a year ago in a cell by himself. He now, is in a cell 22 hours a day. He has not been outside in 19 months. The defense is pleading for a lesser sentence by highlighting Lewis Jr.'s recent behavior. The issues that I saw, defiance or moderate noncompliance, things that I think would be not particularly unusual. Under what I would consider duress, I think the last year has been pretty good. In the last couple months, he's been taken out for 50 minutes a day for GED. Janice Wolfston. I am employed by the Lansing School District. My classroom happens to be at the Ingham County Jail. His assignments are completed. He has checked out extra reading books. Matter of fact, he's gone through almost the whole series of books that we have. He has always been polite, respectful. Now, there were also incidents where he was not those things. The temptation then is for all of us to see what we are inclined to see. Carla A. Blackwood. I'm a, I'm a faculty as a psychiatrist at the University of Michigan Health System. Are you aware that there are 19 separate police reports of allegations against the defendant in this case? I was told that there were, but it seems like a lot of those were dismissed from my understanding. If I'm inclined to see him as a bad guy, that when he's being well-behaved and cooperative, he's acting. The opposite is true. If I'm inclined to see him as a nice young man who's had a difficult life, I'm going to be inclined to see his misbehavior as, well, what would you expect of a kid with this background? So, I mean, what we attempt to do is recognize that it's very possible for both these things to be true in all of us. There are very few teenage boys who are not involved at some point in their development in 
illegal activity that's risk-based, whether it's driving a car while you're drinking, whether it's shoplifting, whether it's trespassing. There's probably about four that he admitted to, stealing a dollar cigar or the other maybe stealing a PlayStation. But those happened years ago. When we look at what's happened over the last year or two or three, his brain is maturing, he's maturing, and his behaviors are moving in a positive trajectory. And so we really have to allow him to be in an environment where that could continue and to be supported. The MacArthur Foundation, who's been working on issues of juvenile justice forever and is relied upon by the Supreme Court and most of the judiciary, has consistently cautioned using psychopath criteria and assessment on teenagers. Impulsivity, grandiosity, or having an inflated sense of self, or not taking responsibility, or seeming to lack empathy, those are all consistent with things that you would see in that developmental stage of adolescence. They meet, just by the nature of being teenagers, about eight out of the 10 assessment scales for psychopath. Those of us who have teenage boys can certainly attest to that. What label would you give, then, the prognosis for a child's rehabilitation? I would say it's favorable, and I'm optimistic. I, I do believe that people can be rehabilitated. I, I do feel that people can change given the right environment, the right set of circumstances, the right mentoring, counseling. The mother of a slain teenager is pushing for a life sentence against one of her daughter's killers. Lori Black, mother of Shayla Johnson, had her chance to address the judge. To us, Shayla was not just a victim in a criminal case. She was once a very much alive person. Child or not, Charles Lewis Jr. is of an age that he knows right from wrong, and he knew exactly what was happening that night. Knowing this quote-unquote child's past, I do not feel he can be rehabilitated or at any point in his life a productive member of society. This crime carries a sentence of life without parole, and his sentence should be life and nothing less. Your Honor, we don't want revenge. We want justice for our child. Lewis Jr.'s mother sat next to her son throughout the testimony and is pleading for leniency. I am very sorry for her loss, and I do want her family to know that, you know. I've never experienced the loss of a child, but, you know, he was just a baby. So I hope and pray this is not the end for my son. Please stand. This is the case of Charles Lewis Jr. In front of a packed courtroom, Judge George Economy delivered his much-anticipated decision. Charles, please approach the bench. Charles, is there anything you wish to say? No, sir. I've had murder cases with other kids, but this is the first time I've ever had one in which the young person was only 13. It's such a very, very tender age. I've weighed all of those testimony, I've weighed all the factors, I've listened to all the arguments, I've listened to the caseworkers, I've reviewed your record. Do you wake up thinking, am I doing the right thing? Boy, if you're wrong, wow, the consequences are severe. And I will do the following. You will receive from me a delayed sentence. You will be placed in the Maxi Boys Training School. You shall comply with all the programs required of you in your placement. You will attend whatever schooling they afford you to help educate you.
A Lansing teen convicted of murder is getting a second chance. This is probably not a second chance. This is more like the 77th chance. That means that Charles Lewis Jr. will be sent to a boys training facility until he's 21. Then the court will decide if he's been rehabilitated enough to be set free. If not, it may well be that if he makes a major mistake while he's at the training school that I have to sit there and say, well, too bad. Now you've got to go to prison for the rest of your life. No chance of parole. He has an opportunity to make the most of it, but I don't think the judge would have been remiss if he had sentenced him to prison for the rest of his life today. You know, we take rescue dogs that have bit people, and we say, you know, it's not the dog, it's the owner. And we put all our energy into helping this poor dog who has become vicious because we say, you know, it's not the dog's fault. And yet we take a 13-year-old kid and we don't say it's the parents or our fault for failing to help him. And we're willing to throw him away rather than invest the considerable amount of knowledge we have in trying to help him. Educate that brain, teach him, and then maybe you will see results. If in eight years we can't help this kid, shame on us. Shame on us that we can't provide good counseling, good education, and he shows every sign of a kid who when you do do these things for him, he responds. What it comes down to is we have to weigh the protection of society against the chance to save one young man. And Judge Economy believes that he could do both. You have to look at young people and hope that they can change. Will they? Maybe not. But do we stop trying? No, we don't.